Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? It's JD. It's JD. It's always JD. So Every far, time. it has always been JD, which Every makes sense because you started the podcast basically and just asked me to join. So it would be weird if I was the one who was here and you were not. I would like to reframe that with the idea that we started the podcast. I just happened to be the one who brought the idea to you. But I think you have every bit as, as foundational a, a part in this podcast as I do. All I did was have the idea. Well, I appreciate that, and it makes sense because we watch Shudder. It's we not do. just JD watches Shudder. No. We watch Shudder. That's how For this all started. <laughs> yep. For those of you unfamiliar, Shudder is basically the Netflix of horror, and yes. uh, we watch a lot of it. They put out a lot of content. We are not sponsored. We just really like horror movies. And so in order to uh, express our love of horror, we decided we would start talking to the masses about movies that come out. And JD, what movie are we checking out today? Today we are talking about the latest Shutter exclusive release called Watcher. Came out Watcher. in theaters earlier this year uh, and then is now available for streaming on the Shutter service. Hey, I have an idea. Why don't okay. I uh, why don't I read the description of the movie <gasps> straight from the Shutter website? That's such a good idea. We should do that every episode. We really should. I wonder, man, uh, should we go back and record all of these again? Yeah, I oh, guess wait. we'll go back and add it. In. Oh wait, no, we do this every time. That's oh, what? I almost forgot. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, guys, we like to have fun sometimes. Watcher, <laughs> directed by Chloe Okuno. As a serial killer stalks the city, a young actress who just moved to town with her boyfriend notices a mysterious stranger watching her from across the street in this terrifying thriller. A Shudder exclusive. That is a heckin' brief summary, and I love it. Agreed. Uh, should I give you my spoiler-free Michelle, thoughts? Michelle, like I would first? love it if you would give me your spoiler-free <sighs> thoughts on Chloe Okuno's Watcher. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I'm going to have to say when we get to the spoiler section, but for now I will just say this woman needs a hobby. Two skulls out of five. Oh my God. I, 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 I gotta be honest. I'm not really all that surprised and we'll talk about why when we get into the spoilers section. Uh, I was, I was like, uh, this movie reminds me a lot of, of a movie some of you may have seen called uh, Lucky in a lot of ways. It Same. reminds me of that. Uh, yeah, and it uh, in a lot of ways it's very different, but it's very similar. Uh, and so the whole time, and I, I, I'm aware of, of Michelle's feelings on that film, and so the whole time uh, I was like, is she, like I, I thought it was similar enough that there was a good chance you wouldn't like it, but different enough that there was a good chance you might be able to enjoy it. So honestly, a Two Skulls is, is not really a surprise for me. I freaking love this movie. I thought it was fantastic. I will explain to you why uh, when we get into that spoiler section. I really, really, really enjoyed this one. Uh, I, I think there's, uh, first of all, uh, just from a technical standpoint, some beautiful photography here. Some really, really well done stuff so far as like creating a feeling of voyeurism and that sort of thing. Really enjoyed that. Um, I, uh, there are things that the story does uh, that uh, uh, well, all I'm going to say is there's a thing that happens and they got me. 
uh, and I'll explain in detail when we get into the spoiler things, uh, and I, I think you'll understand why this affected me as much as it did. Uh, I'm giving this one four and a half skulls. Ooh, okay. This actually kind of went the way that I predicted, too, because... Honestly, I know what the comparisons between this and Lucky are going to be, and sure. that wasn't even it for me, but mm -hmm. I did also think this is similar enough to Lucky that JD is going to love this film. Oh, I loved um, it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I that brings us to an average of 3.25 skulls out of 5. I'm excited to get into the spoiler territory. Do you think we should go ahead and buckle up and I think speed so. on in? Now, guys, awesome. here's the thing. I'm, a, I'm about to tell you... To possibly pause the podcast. But I, before I do that, not now, please come back. Okay? Yeah, we always forget to remind you. Please, please come, come back. back. Everybody just stops listening at the five-minute mark. Right. They just never come back. What we're going to do here is if you want to uh, to go watch the movie before we get into all the spoilery territory and talk about what we did and didn't love about it, uh, this we is We are going where, to ruin the ending. Right. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna spoil everything about this movie when we talk about it. We have to, mm -hmm. uh, it, to have any kind of meaningful dialogue about the film. So, if you don't want anything spoiled, when I say so, hit that pause button. But then make sure you come back, please. Please. Please come back. <laughs> we're so desperate. We're so. <laughs> I think we're married to a bit and we have absolutely no idea if people actually enjoy it or not. And I don't care because I we love don't it. know. We have no idea how long people listen for. We see if they hit play it for like a second. Um, That's um, all um, we know. Hey, hey, Spreaker tells us if they listen for 60 seconds at least. Oh, okay. So. Who knows? So, <laughs> who cares? Anyway, guys, who cares? Yeah. If they just listen for five minutes, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Have a good day. <laughs> if you're, and if you're still listening for some reason and you don't want the movie <laughs> spoiled for you, now is when you want to hit that pause button right now. Okay. All right, Michelle. How do you yes. want to do this? Do you want to <sighs> level your criticisms okay. or should I go off on tear about what I loved? I actually, I have to divide my thoughts in a different way than criticisms and prose. Okay. I have to talk about what actually happened in the movie versus the message of the movie. Okay. And the things that I can say that I like about what actually happened in the movie is it's pretty, pretty boring. No, I'm kidding. But it is wow. a very pretty movie. <laughs> it is shot in a very pretty oh, way. I like the directing. Um, it's the script that really falls apart for me. Okay. Um, I'm trying to, th I knew I was going to have a hard time voicing it, but basically this woman, like, what does she do? She doesn't do anything in this new country and she has no dimensions to her and it's just depressing to watch and she just seems like a nuisance and this story didn't bring me in to the point that when it was re revealed that she was correct that I felt any sympathy about the situation because I was like oh well you were just extremely annoying for an hour and a half and it could have been that he was not a killer and I would have felt exactly the same as I do now I didn't care about her as a character because they didn't give her any hobbies she doesn't and she just spends the whole movie frowning at everybody and I understand that she's upset and she's in a new country but even the very first interaction with her husband's work friends she's just upset the whole time and they haven't given her any reason and it just oh she's just I think they've given her really 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 good reason to be upset explain 
Uh, did, did I mean? Did you did you not register the whole idea of uh they everybody at the dinner table knows she doesn't speak Romanian, but they're all speaking Romanian around her. Even her husband completely cutting her out of everything that's that uh, that's being said at the table, as if she's not even there, treating her like 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 an, a non-existent person, or at least completely irrelevant to participating in the conversation. If somebody else uh, came into my home and this was not their main language, I would find it hard to learn the language that they're speaking to communicate. I would not blame, or if I, let's say I was in that situation, that would be a better way to put it. And I was in somebody else's home and they're fluent in one language. I wouldn't expect them to cater to me. I would expect my husband to be a little bit more on board and communicate, but but these are also his colleagues. Right. But these are two things against that point. These are people who are guests in her home, not her in their home. They're guests Mm -hmm. in her home. And all of these people at the table make it very clear in that scene that they all speak both English and Romanian fluently. Mm. So it wouldn't be a problem for them whatsoever to be speaking English to make sure that she can be part of this situation. They just don't. And I think that adds to the isolation. You talk about how she doesn't do anything. When we look at the story... I knew we were going to get heated in this one. Go! No, I I just... (laughs) I, I agree with you that she's a very isolated person. I think that's the mm-hmm. whole point, right? Oh, I agree. Uh, it she, is. The, the idea, like, she's moved to Romania because her husband got a promotion. She knows nobody there. And literally, from the moment she gets there, she's being stalked by this dude. I wouldn't want to leave the house either. Like, from the moment she gets there, this is a presence in her life, and nobody is believing her. She has very few outlets whatsoever. I feel like her isolation is very understandable, reasonable, and uh, uh, I don't know. I, I just took it in a completely different way than you did. I didn't have a problem with that element of the character at all. Uh, I think she's completely lost a uh, stranger in a strange land where she's uh, again not aggressively but very passively being isolated in so many of these interactions. There are so many of those scenes where the husband is having conversations in Romanian and you see her just look at him and you can see in her face the could you please speak English around me to the point that it finally boils over towards the end. And like, like, hang on, we can't get to the end yet. We can't get to the end yet. Take a breath. Hang on, hang uh, on. Go ahead, go ahead. Your turn, your uh, turn. Okay, the husband is. I know the husband is an asshole. We are in agreement about that. She is so mean to her guests, and I think we have different. uh, What guests was she mean to? The colleagues. It's not their fault that English is not their first language. They. But they clearly display in the scene that they speak. They can speak it, but it's not the language that they spend most of their day speaking in. Yeah, but they're in her home. And see, I think that's different, too, because I feel like you have to be a good host more than you have to be a good guest. And I think we just differ on that. To me, it has nothing to do with ultimately who uh, whose house it is or not. If you have three people who both speak two languages equally well and only one and you have one person who only speaks one of those languages, it's rude to speak the language that they that one person doesn't speak. 
I don't think anything she did in that situation, those people are terrible to her. They have no respect for her as a person. They have no consideration for any of her thoughts or input on anything that's being said to the point that when they finally all figure out that, oh, she's not some dummy and she's actually been reading books and learning how to speak this I did language, like that. they're all mm-hmm. just completely dumbfounded. But that's later on in the film sure, that they sure. are huge jerks to her. I'm just talking about that first dinner. Like she immediately was just, I don't know. I do blame the husband. I felt like she kind of blamed them a little bit. And I don't know. You're kind of winning me over with the idea <laughs> a yes. little bit. Yes. But also, I do understand that the whole point of the film was that she was becoming isolated. Sure. That was not lost on me. It's just like they didn't take the time to show her doing anything except lurking around and being frowny. Oh, no, sure they She's did. not like, she, I mean, she's she, trying to learn the language a little bit She during the beginning. Yeah. But then, like, she's not reading a book or, like, anything really she's just consumed by this isolation whole sequence right at the beginning of the movie where she tries to go out and do things she goes out Mm -hmm. exploring the city and she goes to a a movie theater and she goes to the grocery store and the very first time she goes out to try and do anything she's immediately being stalked by this guy i wouldn't go out again either i'd be terrified (laughs) Like, are you kidding? Uh, like, why, I like, I, I, I just, I feel like, I feel like the reasons she does so few things and stays inside so much are very clear to me. Like, this is, this is not like, like this, this all starts happening to her immediately when she gets there, and no, and that's a part of why nobody's taking her seriously. And I think that's I... crucial to the story. And see, I just realized why we interpreted it so differently. I thought from the beginning that this movie, because clearly this movie is about casting doubt on her. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about on that in her. A yeah, of course. Of course. But um, obviously that is the point. And I thought the point of the movie was that we were not supposed to believe her. And I was watching these things happen and I watching them with my own eyes, not even being a bystander like her husband or the police. I didn't believe that she was being stalked because I didn't see if the guy in the theater, they made it seem like she was paranoid and anxious and that what was happening was not real. This is fascinating because that's exactly what I love is because I went into this movie and from the beginning, I'm like, okay, this creepy dude is stalking this lady. They almost fucking got me, right? Mm-hmm. By the end of this movie, just before the, the, the final reveal, I genuinely find, found myself for a moment being like, I did have a, a, a moment of, like, is this lady really not, and like, is she really making this all up in her own head? And what that did to me was, I started to think, what I, I think you mentioned before is, what the fuck is this movie trying to say? Like, what an incredibly... But then, it's not that. And I think that was intentional. That's what they wanted to happen. I think they wanted you, they wanted to get you as a viewer to the point where you were even like, man, this lady might be nuts. 
and then there's a fucking head in a shopping bag, and Wait, we're we off can't to get the to races. <laughs> Holy shit. That hey was God. so cool. Hey God. Sorry. I know, but the thing is, they immediately roped me in with she's isolated and depressed, and her husband is an asshole, and she is sinking into her depression and isolation, and she is becoming paranoid and anxious, and she's watching this guy. I thought she was stalking him to a certain extent yeah, because yeah. she's the one taking pictures of him and so I bought into this woman is being a nuisance to these people and I disliked her and well, well, and, and uh, what, the way I took it in that in that point was not that she's being a nuisance but just like I thought it was pushing towards this is a woman who's just under incredible pressure and maybe she has just created this wild experience in her own mind but again, my reaction to that when I had that thought was, what the fuck is this movie trying to say then? Holy shit. Like, what a terrible message it's all. And then, of course, it redeems itself with the, the big reveal. And I was like, oh, you fuckers, you almost got me. But there's also movies out there like Woman in the Window or whatever the title of that is, where it is her own paranoia and she's the one right. who is stalking her neighbors. So yeah. I think I went into this being like, I've seen this movie before. And then they just made her like, this is her life is just isolation. And I bought into it immediately. And that's why I did not enjoy until the ending, which we'll get to. But sure. that's why I was like, you're just, I thought the message was going to be like American woman goes overseas and believes that everybody is obsessed with her and they're not because yeah. they convinced it so well that then yeah. with that reveal it didn't pay off for me because i was like you See, convinced me so well that this was in her head yeah it's interesting that uh, i think what happened is you just got there a lot quicker than i did because mm -hmm. for the longest time to be to be frank i came into this movie expecting it was going to be what it was about and mm, so i was kind I of expecting not. those themes and then when it started to look like it was not going to be about that it was like whoa what the what the fuck is happening here because if it had gone that way what a terrible message to send in a movie like this i was i was really like wait they're not really fucking doing this are they and then i was like oh you suck you fuckers you got me you got me i was i was i when we got to the end there and they got to that shopping bag, man, I fucking screamed at my TV in a in a house by myself. It was so rad. I love that. I moment. wish I had the experience you did because they did such a good job of convincing me that then it became just me watching this woman harassing her neighbors. And that was <laughs> not fun for me to watch. Where And that's why it comes off as like, I know your husband's a dick, right. but you're kind of being a dick because she's like I, not doing anything. Yeah, and I definitely registered the, the thematic sort of parallels where it's like, oh, now she's becoming the stalker to try and, and and figure out what's going on with the stalker so I definitely mm -hmm. knew that was happening there but no I never got to the point where I uh, I would say for the first hour of this movie I believed her story and then what started the transition for me was when he shows up at her door and, and with the cops and they shake hands that's the moment where I was like whoa what the Wait, what the fuck? What's ha and then for the next twenty minutes or so, I was really in that bizarre headspace, and then I, I, it all came. I feel like 
I went with this story exactly the way they wanted me to. It was, uh, I, I enjoyed it so much. I'm going to do something. What are you going to do? I'll increase my score a little bit. Yay! What are we going to? Uh, I don't know yet. Let's okay, talk about let's the, talk ending. the ending. Yeah, but you have convinced it. me that my experience was not necessarily, because you're right, I bought into it and you did not, and I did not enjoy it as a movie about a woman where I was like, you're harassing him. You're yeah. looking out your window when he happens to be looking out his window. And what I do like about the fact that you picked it up that way is um, the uh, like it does have like the the husband who's very dismissive and seems like he doesn't believe her and the cops who are very dismissive and it seems like it doesn't yeah, they don't they're believe all her. awful people uh, and I feel like the fact that they made it so believable at, at least eventually that she might in fact be the one in the wrong here like I don't think. You were wrong in picking that up. You just seemed to pick it up way earlier than I did. And I, I yeah, think that, and I, that yeah, I think that definitely affected your your ability to enjoy what was happening. Like if I if I had I, spent this movie <laughs> if I had spent that first hour not uh thinking because the whole time I was just like, why doesn't anybody believe this lady? That dude stuck his face right in the back of her head in the movie theater and sniffed her hair. But so I also weird. like they as the people showing us this and now I'm realizing that's kind of what they were going for sure. but for me I bought in where they didn't actually make it so apparent that that's right. actually what yeah. was happening it was focused on her and I was completely convinced sure. that no she's just in a new country her husband's a dick she's like not doing anything with her days now she's like becoming obsessed with this idea That's and wild. i bought in a hundred percent i awesome. thought it was going to be revealed that she was going to do something to him because she was taking her paranoia to like a she new was level gonna end up killing an innocent dude or something I uh, that's yeah, exactly where I, was, I thought it was, was going. Really, I thought she was stalking him. It's because it, once I got to that point where I started to believe that maybe the point of the movie was she was wrong. I did think mm -hmm. that I was because I was like, "Fuck, are they gonna not only have her be this crazy lady who accused <laughs> an innocent person, but she's gonna kill this dude?" Like, or what? What? Uh, anyway, we we keep mentioning that we want to talk about the end. Tell us about the. Let's end go of ahead the show. and and get to it. Okay, so in case you haven't watched this movie, <laughs> uh, she goes next door, and her uh, only new friend in this strange uh, land, this new land to her, um, her head is gone. <laughs> right. Let. Oh, you you don't don't bury the lead. So she ends yeah. up. Uh, she ends <laughs> up on like a like a subway train. Uh, and oh, we're going back even further. Yeah, yeah. And, and so well, yeah, because we gotta talk about the bag. Uh, she ends up uh, like uh, so. I I, I want to talk about this because it's such a fucking amazing shot. And as long as I'm gonna do that, I do want to mention. Uh, I, I talk about how this sh this movie is is shot in, in a very beautiful way. You you mentioned it as well. I specifically very like there are, are a couple of shots where it's like a like a portrait frame through a window and you're seeing like a full room sequence and the shot just slowly pulls back and we that voyeurism watch that, aspect yeah, watch that mm -hmm. action just for a, for way too long really enjoyed those but this shot so she's on this subway train right before the big climax 
Uh, she seems like she, she dozes off maybe for just a moment from the stress. When she wakes up, dude is on the train with her. And then something happens and the train stops and she gets up and she's thinking about getting off. Uh, and then the train doesn't move. So she sits back down and the dude comes over and sits down and starts having a conversation with her. And this is where it really drove it home to me. I was like, Jesus, what is this movie doing? And then they have that where she's staring at him and they shift focus to that shopping bag. And when I first see it, I, I don't have a Like, why are they showing me this shopping bag? And I don't know how the fuck they did it. But that shot just slowly zooms in on that shopping bag. And I swear to God, not a half a second before the shot cuts away, I literally screamed in my house, there's a fucking head in the bag. And uh, oh my God, I loved that moment so much. Hang on. Because here's the thing. Just like those books where you put your face against them and you go cross-eyed and you come back out of them and it's a peacock. Uh-huh. I never saw the head. Oh, you didn't know what was in the bag? You never picked it up? No, yes. I, I definitely picked up on she is suspicious for something. Right. And I think that's, again, they no. played it. Oh, my God. And if that's you, why I'm increasing look, my yeah, score because they played it so well that I felt like I, as a viewer, I did not know what I was viewing yeah. and it made it a miserable experience it's, it's for so me. It's so well done. <laughs> it's all in shadow and contours on the bag. Uh, and I, it's, it's got to be a I'm going to go back and look for yeah, it. It's got to be a yeah. digitally manipulated shot, right? But I'm watching mm -hmm. them zoom in on this bag, and you never fully see it, right? It's never in detail, but they give you just enough for you to be able to say, oh, my God, it looks like there's a fucking head in that bag. And then we find out there is a fucking head in that bag, <laughs> and this dude has been a psychopath the whole time. And I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. I, I was I had I had made the turn and fully bought into this lady is actually crazy and this isn't really happening and I was ready to hate this movie uh, and then when it all locked back in I was like oh fuck that's so good so good that means because this man lives across the street from this woman. Uh -huh. He didn't bring the whole neighbor's body with him on the subway. He took that woman's head in a flimsy shopping bag on the subway that yeah. he knew she would be on. Yeah. That's just... And see, it's those kind of things that, like, it's just so unbelievable He's that I'm a like psychopath no I know that now <laughs> but I'm saying like that's the kind of element to this movie that made me watching it not believe her because I'm like okay they're I not actually showing this guy but see it's like it's so like clearly this guy is a mastermind he's not just like because oh, yeah. there's another guy in jail for the crime this guy is very good at what he does and so it's so like what is what are the odds that she like he's doing nothing illegal and like that's such like a hyper yes. impossibility also, and I bought too much into like what is the this is so unlikely that these things are happening he just happens to be at these places that you're going to he happens to go to the theater that you're at and happens like it's just so it was so many coincidences that now it's like oh you're a genius I mean you're an evil genius but like yeah. you're okay but it was like that that's so unrealistic clearly she's paranoid no which is all. the point of the movie <laughs> yeah yeah, I also I, I feel like 
uh, Burn Gorman was the best possible casting for that role uh, because uh, uh, how do I want to say that the man has a unique appearance. He has a he, he, like I you when you see Burn Gorman, you know you've seen him before. He has a a, a unique look, uh, and casting him in this role. Uh, originally, like it immediately lends an air of suspicion, uh, and and Ooh. but also an air of uh, of like what you're saying. Like, is this lady possibly also judging him because of of the way he? Hang looks? on, hang on. Because they cast Burn Gorman, I felt sympathy for him. Really? That this? No, that yeah. That's See? what I'm saying. Is is that <laughs> yeah. plays into. The, the paranoia aspect is like is part of the is part of her judgment here that he is yeah. also just a, a unique looking gentleman. He just seemed really sad and I felt bad yeah. that this woman was harassing him. See, and that's what I mean. <laughs> this movie was too good too at good what at they did. They hammered it to home. Yeah. yeah. And they I, hammered I, it I home that. too much. I get that. I would have liked, because, I mean, at the grocery store part, it was like, okay, this seems kind of believable, but then that's the strongest well, evidence throughout again, the entire film. Uh, I, I, that's also why I, I come down on, on about a four and a half and not a full five skulls, is I, I, I do understand what you're saying. Like, this movie does make some choices that make it very possible for what happened <laughs> to you to happen to people. Uh, they they could have done this a little bit uh, in a little bit stronger way to really drive everything home and not fully convince people so well that she might be a, a crazy person who's making this all up. Uh, so yeah, I think there was definitely some work that could be done there. But uh, mm-hmm. no, I uh, I uh, I this movie hit me exactly the right way, and I loved every second of it. I wish that had happened because I sat for a while trying to figure out like. Was the message of this movie, which we haven't even really gotten to yet, uh, was the message of this movie deliberate or am I picking up on things that aren't there? So I had to go read and went, OK, the message is deliberate. Oh, for sure. And then I was like, but I don't like that that is the message they were cry- trying to get across of like the message is obviously like believe people. But there's like nothing in here that anybody should have done any differently at the same time. The message is you should believe people, but they, they did make it very, very hard to believe this character. Yeah. Yeah. And what it, what would the alternative be that like, she sees somebody looking at her through a window and like uh, my, my thing is like, what else could have happened? Right. You know, and and that's why I was kind of disappointed in that message. I was like, I hope that that's not the overall message that they're trying to give because it was a matter of like, well, what's the alternative to this situation? Because nothing actually happened to her until it did happen to her. And clearly, like, nobody could tell like that was about to happen. So it's like, what? what's the alternative supposed to be? Yeah, no, I understand where you're coming from there for sure. I think if it had been like a a more, I don't know, like not not trying to deliver that message, but just trying to say like, you know, that this is a really shitty thing, you know, but when it tries to go for that overall message, that's where it just kind of it, it was like, oh, well, that's kind of disappointing because I don't know what what anybody could have done differently. Sure, sure. No, because I, I nothing see, happened. Yeah, yeah I, I see what you're saying there. I, and, and again, that's why I, I, I do think it's it's not quite a perfect film. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed this one all, uh, uh, all the way through. Loved everything about it. 
I think we should really, really dive into the ending. Let's be, do that it. last like five minutes. So okay. give me your reaction to it. <laughs> to, to the last five minutes? Like yeah, start, basically, starting from where? Starting from like where? the room. Because we've talked about the subway. Uh, so when she starts packing your suitcase. <laughs> okay, yeah. So she starts packing her suitcase to leave. Uh, and then she hears music playing from the neighbor's apartment. And the neighbor supposedly hasn't been home for several days. And she goes over there to see what's up, and she finds a decapitated corpse. And then the dude, the dude, I don't know if you noticed, uh, attempted to suffocate her with the same shopping bag yep. he had the lady's head in, uh, and then uh, cuts her throat, uh, not severely enough to be like a gusher, but it's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, again... They made me believe for a moment that the way this movie was going to end was she was just going to lay there and die. And that was going to be the big driving it home moment is, oh, you should have listened to her and now she's dead. And I'm glad they didn't do that. Uh, I, I disagree, but really? we'll come back to it. Uh-huh. Uh, I also, uh, because I, I expected that to be what happened so much that when that fellow walks out of the apartment and the husband sees him, I'm on that at that point I'm 100% she's dead. So when the bullets fly, they got me again. I didn't see it happening. Uh, and so it, it got I at that point I was convinced that she was dead. Uh, and I didn't care for that. Uh, but I like that she wasn't. Uh, I like that she uh, I, I like that she gets to survive this story. Uh, I like that uh, not only is the message, yes, I was right, uh, but uh, but I did survive. Uh, and also the incredible tension of just that final look uh, where, like, uh, I think a lesser movie would have had a final line of dialogue there where she would have just said something like, told you so, and it would have been so stupid. But just that look that she shoots him and then cut to black. I love how this movie ends. I thought it was great. Uh, so from the moment that she starts packing her suitcase, I thought that was, we're going to end. She's going to go back to America. This is going to be it. This would have been a one skull movie for me. Uh-huh. That ending is where I bumped it up and now I will bump it up more because I mean, like you said, you had a very different experience for me. I'm like, you're just over there and clearly people are being rude to you, but you're ruining your neighbor's life and he has done nothing to you <laughs> is how I felt the whole movie. Like he's taking care of his sick father, your uh, neighbor who said that she has an aggressive boyfriend who bought her a gun and shows up yelling at her door. You sent that guy who yeah. you don't even, you sent him over to like bully this guy. Like I oh. just felt and, and I love that. I'm, I'm glad that we're continuing to talk about this and you mm-hmm. brought that up. Uh, I love that moment where he goes back to knock on the door the last time and, and they really drive the language thing home so much. It's like even in that moment, dude pounds on the door and then he starts shouting at the people in the apartment in Romanian and she has no idea what he's saying. Mm-hmm. So she's. I love that there's no subtitles. Yeah, she's by the way. I love like, that. Oh God, dude, please don't say, th- don't, don't tell them anything. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I, I loved, I loved so much the way the language barrier played into this story all the way through it. I loved that. 
I agree. I do uh, enjoy that they helped us feel as isolated as she did. But like I said, throughout the movie, I completely thought she was stalking him. So <laughs> it, it went uh, too much. But yeah, if she had just gotten on uh, a plane, I almost said a train, but I guess you can't go from Romania to America via train. Can you? Maybe. Uh, well, it depends on what train it is. <laughs> I was going to say not in a very convenient manner. Anyway, <laughs> uh, if she had just hopped on a plane and gotten home and like seen that guy in the street or something... That's what I thought we were building to. Um, and this would have been a one skull. I was like, you're just being a nuisance and I hate it. <laughs> um, so when she wa- when she hears the music next door, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this is going to redeem itself a little bit. Uh, small side note, I hate that in all these movies when somebody calls a cell phone, it's always a generic ringtone. So that when the husband hears the phone next door, he doesn't know if it's her phone. Who the fuck does not have personalized ringtones for everybody? Mine are hip-hop songs for all of my contacts yeah, but that the, say that, their name. Yeah, but you gotta, I know you gotta why. You a lot of money to have those songs in your movie. <laughs> I am just saying that, no, I mean like, it's Michelle Picking you up, put a, or uh, hitting you up. <laughs> just, pick up the cell phone. Put down thing. the cup. Yeah, like, and it's never. It's I've, always I've, a generic I've ringtone. A, I, I've seen a few movies where uh, they set it up where they they play the ringtone for you earlier, so you know it. Uh, but they didn't that's really fair. do that here now. That at least that's no, what I think of. I'm just saying that's a movie trope that drives me crazy yep. where for the most part it is usually like a generic ringtone where it's like, Oh, is that the phone? It's like, why? Why oh, is it not just screaming ringing. their name? Yeah. <laughs> My text message sound is obnoxious. People would know if I was getting <laughs> murdered next door for that reason. Use personalized ringtones so that people know if you're getting killed in their vicinity. Always but anyway, keep your uh, ringer on. Save your I, life. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then when he laid down next to her as that she's dying shit. and then he got up, I would have preferred that ending. I, but I think wow. that's because I was convinced that she was paranoid the whole time. Sure. And I think her dying after all of that would have sent a bigger message for okay. me. Right, but okay. also we had very different experiences yeah. where for me, if she had died, I would have been like, Oh, and, fuck, and I wish people be I sure, believed her. Yeah, to be sure, if it had ended that way with her dead there, it certainly wouldn't have ruined the movie for me by any means. Uh, I was prepared to just be like, oh, shit, that's bleak. Uh, you know, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I wanted. I wanted yeah, the bleak, I was like, depressing uh, I, ending. I, I, I can work with a bleak and nihilistic ending as long as I feel like it had been earned. Uh, and, yeah, my reaction to that would have been like, man, I, I wouldn't have done it like that, but I totally get what they're doing there, and holy shit, that's, that's bleak. Uh, but no, for, yeah. for for me, it was just a little bit better that she uh, she did in fact uh, outsmart him and fake her own death, and then uh, yeah. blow his stupid head off. Well, uh, not his head, but you know she shot him like four <laughs> times. It was pretty great. Yeah. One thing I do want to mention before I forget about it, and I'm so glad it didn't happen, <laughs> is so this movie takes place in Romania, right? That's oh, where it's yeah, set. Message and me. <laughs> early on in the movie, when she's out exploring the town, the one time she goes out, she buys a little trinket for her husband. It's a little like a toy or a carved piece of wood. Uh, and it's shaped like a like a Dracula, like a vampire. And so they, I saw that. 
and they're in Romania, and I just said to myself, and I sent Michelle a text message, if this turns out to be some sort of surprise vampire movie, I'm going to be fucking pissed. (laughs) And I'm so glad it was not a surprise vampire movie. (laughs) Surprise vampires. Yeah, I mean, the cover photo also, that could be like a vampire. Oh, yeah. You know, because of the dark red. I could, when you said that, I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) So the first time they talk about one of the murder, uh, the, the serial killer's victims, right? Do you remember what they say about how she died? Her head was removed. No, her throat was cut. Oh, right, but it was right. almost like she was right, almost removed. But that's and, where and you so, got the vampire Yeah, I was part. like, okay, yeah. so he's biting them and then cutting their heads off to hide the bite gotcha. marks or whatever, right? <laughs> I was like, if this turns out to be a surprise vampire movie, I'm going to be so mad. And you know what? It wasn't a surprise vampire movie at all. Okay, I have figured out my score. What's your score, Michelle? Man, we are... We had a lot to I say know. about Watcher, I, and I am not against that. Holy cow. No, I knew this was going to be it one where great. I was like, JD's going to like it. I'm are you not going to like it. Are you guys still with us? I hope you're still <laughs> with us. I mean, I don't, frankly, I've had they so They probably never fun. came back you're at probably the five-minute right. mark. <laughs> so what's, uh, so, uh, so I, your original evaluation, my original evaluation was a four and a half. Your yep. original evaluation was how much? Two. Two. And where are we coming down on your revised evaluation? I'm going with a 3.5. Yay! I think now knowing what I know, if I rewatched it, I would pick up on more of the hints that you did. It was just so convincing to me that, sure. and but then I'm also like, you were so convincing that <laughs> you yes. ruined the movie for me. Yes, like I completely, and she just seemed unpleasant no, and, and depressed yeah, and, and, and isolated I, that's and why, paranoid. That's why, like I said, I I can't give it the full five skull uh, because it is so good at making you suspect she might be wrong that I can definitely understand how you ended up in the place you ended up for sure. Yeah. And I wish I hadn't, I, I was hoping that they would cast more doubt. Um, but they just, they convinced me that she was stalking him and she was going (laughs) to murder him. And I thought as an observer watching from her perspective that that if that was not the case, that they would show us more. Sure. I thought they would show us why she felt so alarmed, but I didn't think they really did yeah, that too I well. Do, I do have to ask myself, like, what was their motivation in trying to convince us that the lady was crazy? Like, <laughs> like, were you trying to, like, like, what were you, tr- what, w- what was your goal there? That part is odd to me. Like, why did you... Why did you I understand why you want the other characters in the movie to not believe her. But yeah. why did you try so hard to make the audience not believe her? That's a really interesting question. Or <laughs> even doing the whole like movie theater is she really feeling him behind her? I didn't even think there was a guy there cuz she never turns oh, wow. around to look. She never turns to look. She just gets up and she scurries out. Shoes. She yeah, turns. in a dark theater. Yeah. Like, did she actually, I don't know. She just never looks at his face. And right. I thought maybe that was an entirely different patron who she became paranoid about. Um, and then she goes to the grocery store and happens to see a guy who lives in her neighborhood. Like, similar, like just yeah. a, like, a, like a bad game of visual telephone. Exactly, where yeah. it was like, okay, she saw that guy. Was Can you he hear the, the airplane? guy in the theater? 
I can. Yeah. Awesome. I, I don't think awesome. it'll be on Great. the recording. <laughs> well, I hear it outside my window. So. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah I, keep I did hear it. You're not really all that far away from me. Anyway. No, it's close. Um, but yeah, not all that far. Uh, like Burn Gorman was not all that far from her in the theater, but right. I did not believe that that was actually Burn Gorman. Oh, that was creepy um, as shit. But yeah, like I, I thought they did such a good job of making us see her as paranoid that when it was revealed that I thought like there's no way people are actually believing her as the movie viewer you know I was very surprised that you yeah I just I I wish that they had given us more to show that I don't know just not make her not make it quite so easy to believe that she might be crazy Yes. Yeah. I wish they had given us tiny, tiny hints that could have cast more doubt after convincing us so solidly that she was right. paranoid. Because the only, the, the, not, and not to belabor the point, but hey, if they're still with us, they're still with us. So let's, let's <laughs> because like I said, you know, to me, if what you're trying to do is convince your audience that she's crazy when she's not in fact crazy, like, that's kind of mean, right? Like that, the whole point there ends up, it seems like the point of that is, ha, see, you are a jerk too because you didn't believe her either. And that's a weird thing to do with a movie. And I also feel like that. I don't feel attacked by the concept, but I don't feel like it was well executed. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm a bad person. I went, well, okay, yeah. So she was right, but like, what are the fucking odds that she was right (laughs) when he gave her honestly zero evidence he didn't actually like he could have just been also a neighbor like there was not i went like yeah okay i mean i don't regret not believing her because like how the fuck would any yeah i think subconsciously (laughs) like i said i think subconsciously i just came into this movie with the belief where, like, there's no way this lady is going to be the bad guy in this story. And so that's why it took so long for me to get to that point. But even then, they still convinced me. I got to, like, holy shit, is she going to be the bad guy? And thankfully not. Guys, uh, Watcher, (laughs) I think we would both agree, regardless of our our takes on it, that this is one people should check out if they haven't already. I mean, we've basically ruined the movie for you if you (laughs) haven't watched it yet. Uh, Oh, I do want to make one, not a a plot thing. I just want to tell you something that I found very interesting. Because like I said, I had to go look and see uh, what was the message. Was it actually there or am I making this up? Because then I was like, that's your fucking message. And I didn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But uh, the uh, original script was the couple was uh, being was in this situation. It wasn't her alone. Uh, And I thought that would have been very interesting. And I do like that they made it more just about her instead of because it it, I guess it would be easier to believe that two people seeing something, something is actually happening. Right. Um, Whereas if it's just her, we like, are you paranoid? Are you not paranoid? Yeah. And I I thought that was an interesting move. And I agree with that. I just wish they hadn't done such a good job of it because it ruined (laughs) it for me. I'm glad you (laughs) looked into that a little further and and found that little bit of information because I almost forgot one other thing that I did want to mention is this movie had one of the most confusing credits I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen it before. Uh, And what it said was, uh, a scre- uh, it, it says uh, uh, screenplay <laughs> by Chloe Okuno, 
based on a screenplay by somebody else. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, it's a screenplay adapted oh, from why. a screenplay? And I just thought that was <laughs> weird. And now I, I totally get it. She rewrote uh, she basically, the idea. We were yeah. like, we have, a, we have a basic script here. We think you have some elements that are worth keeping uh, and we're willing to give you a credit on it, but we're going to rewrite like half your movie. Yeah. Uh, that works. I also have to say that I really enjoyed doing this podcast with you because uh, I never, I would have watched this and been like, that was fucking stupid and gone on with my life. I never would have analyzed <laughs> it to this depth of Go like, wait, other people? Bag. I'm telling you, you will be able oh, to. I've got it pulled up. I'm going to be watching awesome. it for sure. Yeah. Awesome. And guys, if you haven't seen it, go back and look again at the plastic bag on the subway. There's a fucking head in that bag. I'm going to uh, skip a couple seconds and see if the scene is different and I will get back to you. Right on. I'll, I'll be curious to see if it's like digitally enhanced, if the lighting is the same and your eyes just focus on it. I'm going to be checking that out a lot because that's very interesting. I never saw it. I just knew she felt suspicious for some reason and I felt suspicious with well, her, but I, I didn't know why. I think that again was part of the idea. I think they wanted to make it possible for you to see it, but also possible that you might miss it. Yep. Which again yep. brings me back to, okay, but what were you trying to do by making your audience not even believe her? Uh, that's uh, it's an interesting choice, but uh, yeah. yeah. I think it was a haha gotcha moment yeah, at the end yeah. that just fell flat Go, uh, So yeah, man, we're uh, we're 48 minutes into this thing. I know. I love it. I, thank you guys so much for sticking <laughs> around. A uh, couple of things that we want to talk about before we get out of here, first of all, uh, make sure you're following us on the social media. Uh, we've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. It's at We Watch Shutter on all of those platforms. Uh, if you haven't uh, given us a like or a rating or a subscribe wherever you listen to us, uh, make sure you do that for us. We would very much appreciate that. But only if that. it's a good rating. Right. Only yeah. if we're delicate, delicate. Yeah, people, don't be a jerk. If you've got bad things to say, keep it to yourself. Listen to your mom. Or message us. As you can see, we are very, like, we discuss things. So we're yeah. fine talking to you if you don't like us. Absolutely. Just give please us, don't be mean and give We'd us a one star. Even if, <laughs> you know what? Even if you do like us, shoot us a line. We would love to talk to people who enjoy our work, too. We'd love it's to hear so from cool you wherever you talking been. to who yeah. listens. Yeah. Yeah. Meeting people from, we got got Samuel and San Jose and Isabel in Germany and uh, uh, is Alex. Alex. I in almost said the Adam UK. In, in the UK and all our friends here in Fargo and down in Texas and <laughs> all over the place. Oh gosh, Michelle, remember last week when we told everybody we finally got our brand new super cool We Watch Shutter logo from Of the Dead Designs. I don't remember that. I, I you don't remember that? <laughs> I'm sorry, I broke an improv rule. Oh. Yes, and yeah, yes, and <laughs> uh, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Should we tell them about the thing? Of course, of course, we should. Let's tell them about the thing. You go ahead and tell them about the thing because you have been obsessing over this I'm for a full 24 excited. hours. I'm straight. pretty excited, <laughs> guys. Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm just gonna rip the bandaid off. We're making T-shirts, guys. We're making. Uh, yeah, we're making awesome T-shirts. Uh, they're going to be uh, a black t-shirt uh, with uh, because I see you are also wearing a black t-shirt. Uh, some of you will get the reference, some of you won't. It's fine. Uh, but the t-shirt will have that awesome We Watch Shutter Frankenface uh, logo design uh, from Of The Dead Designs by Juan Ortiz uh, on the front and then on the back uh, across the shoulders. 
There's going to be a, a red five skull rating bar, and it's a rad shirt, and we're putting them on sale for pre-order. Uh, here's the deal. It's $25 for the shirt. $25 is what it's going to cost you, uh, and that's either uh, and that's uh, the shirt and, and shipping and delivery all the way to you, everything included, $25. We've got sizes available from way down to youth extra small. I don't know who wears a youth extra small that would oh, be listening to Oh, I'm giving some friends podcast, babies But that I think, shirt. It, yeah, youth extra all the mm-hmm. way up to uh, a five extra large for, for, for our big people, uh, very much like, like JD himself. So we got a 12-size range available. If you're not in the Fargo-Moorhead area, we'll have it mailed to you. If you're here in the Fargo-Moorhead area, either me or Michelle or maybe both of us, if you're lucky, will deliver that <laughs> shirt right to your door. And Give uh, us your address. We're yeah. coming over. I hope so you have cookies. Check out the social meds. We'll have links available. We're going to be taking pre-orders on the shirt for the next three weeks. So you don't even have to pay for it right away. If you want to let us know you want one, we've got a Google form available for you to fill out all your information. Let us know what you want. Make sure and you- that will be going up on Saturday. So if you listen to this right when it drops at 12.01, the form isn't up yet. Just give us a couple hours. I'm scheduling it. I don't want to drop it at like 2 a.m. when smart. I will be awake, but nobody else will be That's awake. Smart. So, so yeah, keep yeah. an eye out for that post on the on the social medias. And then make sure you get registered. Let us know what size you need. Uh, let us uh, get us that payment before uh, 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 September or by September 16th. And the beautiful thing about that is we then expect those shirts to be arriving just in time for October. And what's October, Michelle? It is the 10th month of the year. It's the spooky month. <laughs> oh, right. That too. Yeah, October. <laughs> uh, huh? If you're international, it might take a yeah. little bit longer, yeah. but we'll be shipping at the same time. So I'm so yes. sorry, Isabel and Alex, if it takes a little bit longer to reach you, but uh, we'll still get you shirts if you order Absolutely. them. And you get in on the cutting edge you, floor. <laughs> I tell you this much. They might not arrive in time for the whole month of Spooktober, but they'll arrive in time for Halloween for absolute sure. So check those out, guys. <laughs> absolute Our first shirt. Ever we watch Shutter T-shirt with that awesome Frankenface logo. Uh, look for all of the uh, the sales information uh, coming up on the website on Saturday morning. Yeah, um, I feel like we should go a couple more minutes just to beat out our wrestling show or wrestling episode as long as show. But yeah, I guess we could just let them be. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I think we pretty much covered. Oh, I have another podcast that you guys could check out if you if you have some free time. Uh, if you like more than just the horror movies, which Michelle and I both do as well, uh, I have a podcast called All Screens Great and Small with my friend Scott Ecker. Uh, on that show, we talk about new release movies both in theaters and on streaming services, all types of different kinds of movies. This past week, we talked about that new Idris Elba movie, Beast, as well as a streaming title called Spin Me Round. Uh, coming up this next week, we're going to be talking about the new George Miller movie, uh, 3,000 Years of Longing, as well Ooh. as the new John Boyega film, uh, uh, Breaking is what it's called. Uh, awesome. That show is called All Screens Great and Small, uh, another podcast from Rat Factory Media uh, uh, <laughs> here with We Watch Shudder. 
how far do we have to go, Michelle, to beat the length on that other episode? Is <laughs> I I didn't look it up, but I think it was fifty three minutes. So oh even well, we're with I think this, we're, we're yeah. well past. All right, thank we're good. You. If not, just put some dead air at the end, or like some music or something. Wow. So <laughs> we had a lot to talk about this week. Thank you guys we for sticking around with us. Say good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle.